0: You're listening to Two Guys Talking Wine with Michael Pincus and Andre Pru. Hey, Michael.
1: Andre, welcome to the award-winning Two Guys Talking Wine podcast.
0: And we're not going to let it go to our heads. No. I'm just kidding. It's already there. (laughs) 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 So I'm back from my trip to California, but... uh, I'm not really sure I have anything to say about it yet, but that's partly because we're still recording this on May first.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're still we're still uh, doing a a, a a double dose uh, in early May. Andre's on his way on what is it the eighth or yep. something like that? Yep. So. Um... But I mean, it was the nice thing about this. You're gonna, you're gonna have plenty of stories. I, uh, I know,
0: but I mean, we're gonna get, we're gonna get to the interview because one of my favorite wineries in in California is sort of the full package. And I know I've talked about the full package for wines. It's when I can get a wine that offers great value, um, you know, uh, just tastes great and has a great package and uh, less billing. Yeah, um, there's one of the wineries in California that we're gonna be getting to that to me is the whole package because. Uh, the way they treat consumers, the way they've treated me in the past as as a media, and um, frankly, the way they deal with their wines. But um, I, no spoilers. Stick around. It's the last interview on this podcast. It's I'm really looking forward to sharing it with you guys.
1: If people haven't figured out, we are uh, on part two of our California Wine Fair interviews. It's the sequel. Uh, we, got
0: another, we got another three coming up. Yep.
1: Uh, anything you want to plug right at this moment before we move on to California?
0: No, let's get to it.
1: All right uh we the first guy we spoke to cameron matches from uh hope and uh if, if you've never heard of hope uh i'm sorry but you really have you really have heard of hope they just go under a different name so we're here with uh with cameron matches of uh hope family wines and i just have the weirdest first question for you shoot okay here we go so a lot of people end up with last names mm-hmm. that you know Go back to what they used to. Shoemaker obviously used to be yeah. a shoemaker. <laughs> you know things like that. matches. What kind of last name is matches? Did somebody make
2: matches <laughs> at some point in your uh, you know? It, uh, it's of Scottish Orkney descent. Uh, my knowledge prior to that, my uh, family historian uncle Alec traced back to uh, likely Norway in the Matsus form. But yeah, but def- growing up with a name like that, I heard all the jokes. But I wasn't making a joke. I just thought it was
1: very interesting. <laughs> yeah. in matches.
2: I'd never heard that last name. I, I don't name. believe anywhere in my lineage was a matchmaker. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> all
1: right. So there you go. All right.
0: What yeah. a weird way to start this up. But matchmaker, I think, matchmaker, hey, I think make me just, just, a match. Find just, me a fine. Just, catch me a catch. You're just nope. putting off what's in your glass. I don't
1: want to talk about this. I was hoping <laughs> we would go through an entire California without talking
0: about this crappy grape. Dolce de leche. <laughs> Smells like dulce de leche, like <laughs> full-on caramel, but like getting. orange, like Valencia orange, like full-on ripe, like just juicy, like
2: correct. So, so we're jumping right into this, and maybe let me. Don't, why, don't, why, don't, don't, you,
1: why don't you say the grape? Because I can't bring myself. Don't to beat say it. around the bush when it comes to this.
2: This is called Chardonnay. Oh,
1: uh, yeah. It is. <laughs> oh, I thought I was gonna go all zen, all cap. Let me,
2: uh, let me tell you, it's a little different though. And by the way, most people might know us for our uh, our Liberty School brand at Hope mm-hmm. Family Wines, but yeah, we do have several other brands. Uh, Troublemaker, which is a really fun, fun, irreverent, off-the-wall uh, brand. Actually, Actually last, heard, yeah. last year, yeah. I don't know if you ever saw it, but um,
0: Michael and I ended up with, with Troublemaker stickers on our. Oh, right, okay, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that, that made the podcast. That made the podcast. But All you right. didn't.
2: You didn't. You weren't wearing a Stetson though. No, no. I, there was a Stetson, because it, would, it would have covered up the Troublemaker. All right. So uh, Troublemaker, one of our brands, the Austin Hope collection, and it's, this is our Triana brand. And the brand name really comes from the you know the the Trinity of the three things that makes Paso Robles uh, unique. And one that's the sun. Mm-hmm. We get very warm growing days. Mm-hmm. Uh, the soil we get very different soil types around the eleven sub AVAs in Paso, and also the sea. We, we're 18 miles inland from the Pacific Ocean, uh, so we get this you know the the marine layer. We get these uh, these winds that really help to keep the vines cool, uh, let them ripen to maturity, and you keep that fruitiness, keep that acidity. So we can have some Pretty strong, uh, nighttime to daytime temperature swings. But our Chardonnay, getting back to this uh, grape, is different. This is a blend of eighty-nine Chardonnay, some Marsanne, as well as a little bit of Viognier in that as well. That may explain a little bit. It's it's not my kind of Chardonnay. I am not
1: a Chardonnay mm-hmm. fan. I should have told you that. It's should have push- told you not to bring Chardonnay. But obviously, uh, Andre must have stepped you in. You know,
0: it's 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 interesting. This is like, this is pushing right up on the line of balance, falling off, but it's still got some nice acid on the finish. It does have a lot of oak. It does have a lot of, like, really ripe tropical fruit. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of us, especially you and I, who drink a lot of cool climate yep. Chardonnay, this is the polar opposite right. of cool right. climate Chardonnay.
1: But you still like this stuff because you're, Char- you're a California you know, this Chardonnay is, person.
0: This is the sort of thing, too, where even in my glass at this temperature, and it's not too cold. Like, this is probably, like, 10, 11 Celsius. I'd almost like this a little bit warmer just to take those wood notes back and bring some more fruit out. Um, how much is this?
2: So this will uh, uh, hopefully hit the LCBO July August-ish. This mm-hmm. is retail for twenty four
0: ninety five. That's, that's all right. It's a perfect price for something yeah. like this. And, and Like I said, if you're if you're, chard, yeah. if, you, if you're looking for, if you're looking for something like balanced and restrained and elegant, don't buy this. But if you're looking for something like me, something that's going to knock you on your ass, like bold California Big Chardonnay, which I love, this is what you want.
1: Well, it's going to be barbecue season at that point, and I think that's what people are looking for. They're mm-hmm. looking for that more. Robust oaky. Well,
0: you know what I do. You yeah, there's wines some like tropical
1: this? fruit in here that that kind of, and some mandarin orange that kind of grabs me. Yeah. Uh, but again, as you mentioned, there's a lot of oak in there. Yeah. And that's I
0: brought, do fried what chicken what with guess. wines like this. Oxidic. Fried chicken with something like yeah, this. Because you, get, you that. get that that mix of texture because it does have that big mouth feel to it.
2: Yeah, I could see that. This, is, I mean, it all relates back to uh, you know our winemaking philosophy and our, our winemaking team of Austin Hope, uh, J C. Defendorf, and Samantha Taylor. It's all about that balance. And in this we we employ a lot of uh, neutral oak, only a portion of oak because we want that balance. we don't want the you know the wood treatment to overcome that uh, that fruitiness. So, so is it American French what uh it's primarily uh French oak yep uh, with American mixed in as well Got it. yeah Got
1: it. all right, so now we get into the reds, which is you know a little more of my Ballywick so uh now Liberty School's been around forever as far as I can tell and, yeah, and it wasn't was it
2: always Part of the Hope family, or um, did you guys buy the Liberty School brand? Yeah, we, way back in, uh, we we have a long-standing history in, in Paso, the, the Hope family settled on Paso Robles in 1978, got into the grape growing business, and we were, uh, we grew grapes for a long time for, for Camus, and this was their brand at one time, and through a relationship we acquired it from them in, uh, I want to say the mid-80s, so it's been our brand since that time and you mentioned it this this has been around people know this brand but i wanted to to revisit it because i've done this tour across the country here and i've i've come across so many people who are fans of this brand or they've said you know what uh, I, I know your brand i love it i haven't drank it in a long time so i just wanted to throw out a little reminder of what a testament to you know consistency and quality and value this brand is
0: Alcohol's 13 and a half on this console. yeah so it's
2: it's a, it's, a, it's got
1: like I can, I can just smell this right now. I have some Liberty School in my cellar. I know I say that occasionally during some of these podcasts. I'll say, "Oh, I've got some of this," and I do. I have some old Liberty School, and it seems to age fairly well, surprisingly yep. for a, for a what is a value priced and entry level. Would would, would am I, I'm not insulting anybody. No, when no, I say no, no. And, and we're
2: we're probably a little more than that. So, you know, we're we're at twenty two ninety five here in Ontario. Look for a, for a California cab. That's
1: that's pretty much entry level for a good yeah. California cab. Yeah. That's entry level. Would you not agree with this? That? Is great
0: acidity. I mean this this is, um, it's it's just got a lot of that really like lush fruit mm-hmm. like raspberry, strawberry, blackcurrant, blackberry, approachable like this is. I think the uh, the fancy word the beer people are using is this is sessionable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> was that what it's on?
0: <laughs> yeah, when you can crush a bottle like in a sitting, this is uh, this okay. is what this is. Well, Paso Robles, it's hot
2: hot climate, obviously, so we're we're dealing with very ripe fruit. Yeah, yeah. V- very warm days and balanced by that uh, that cool marine air that really allows us that, that you know that fruit to mature on the vine. And is it uh, is it all 100 percent Cab or are we looking at some other stuff this there? one here? 100 percent Cabernet. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Pat, Pat. And
0: like an, it's, it's it's understated, but like a little bit of a cocoa note on the finish. The tannin is so soft and integrated; it's like it feels non-existent. Like, I, w- I would drink this with a straw if it was socially acceptable. Yeah, <laughs> see, that's that's a, that's oh, wait, a really straws, good one. Straws are going by the wayside. Yes, I heard pad. that. I yeah. was watching that on CBC. I know I'm, I'm
1: not allowed to see a CBC with you because of your affiliation with uh, Bell Media. Yeah, but anyway. <laughs>
0: geez <laughs> way to give a shout out to the other guys michael thanks that's what i'm here for <laughs> no I, I really like
2: that that's that's really delicious yeah this is, yeah, it's a classic go-to and that's testament to you know really the you know the the year after year uh day and day after day attention given to this brand and and uh a classic and just want
0: to well, 22.95 is really reasonable especially coming into barbecue yes. season i mean this is this is sort of i would have no qualms against serving next to a burger like, like i said because it's, no. it's a crushable bottle but if i bought a really nice steak would be just as nice next to it.
1: I think, my, I think my brother, when he comes over every so often, he'll, he'll bring me a Liberty School, and, I, and I'm always like, do I open it? No, I'm going to save that for a couple of years, because as I said, they do age quite nicely. For a twenty-two ninety-five wine, and, and back when I bought it, it was under 20 Yep. And, you know, when you... I really love when you can open one of those bottles that was under 20 it's 10 years old, and you go, wow, man, I should have either bought more of this, or damn, I only paid... You know, eighteen ninety-five for it, and that's a good bottle of wine, to, for for ageability. All
0: right, what's next on the line?
1: Oh, you're already jumping. Hey, just trying
0: to keep this moving. We got a busy night. <laughs> I mean, we do have a busy night.
2: All right, so, so, uh, so. Cameron, what is this? I've so never this, seen this before in my entire life. Yeah, so this here, this is our two thousand fifteen, um, Austin Hope Cabernet Sauvignon. We've uh, we've had an Austin Hope collection of uh, some Rhône varietals. This is our first. Uh, Entry well of, of this level of Cabernet, and this you know as we kind of look at our tiers, Liberty School to Triana, and above. This is our top tier brand, and this is really a a big quintessential Paso Robles Cabernet, very robust, lots going in the bottle. This is you know of the eleven sub AVAs in Paso, we've taken some of the best fruit from five of those areas, and 2015 in particular was a it was a pretty dry year, so uh, you know we dropped fruit. Very small berries, which lend itself to very concentrated fruit, and so we've taken some of that fruit from five areas comprised this wine here, um, eighteen months in, eighteen months in seventy-five percent new French oak. So you know, if, to me, you know, a lot of you know, big black fruit, blackberry, black oh, currant, cassis, but uh, you know, the the spice, the vanilla, the the oaky yes. tones.
0: I get like a really strong like clove and nutmeg. Spice on that Well I think it's I saw intermittent- you smell it
2: and then taste it, and
1: I think your eyes bugged out of your head. You must have really liked this one
0: um, I do like this it's it 's got a lot of of depth on the mid palate, but it 's just it 's so rich and fruity like this is not one of those wines where like it really tastes it tastes sweet on the mid palate, but the finish is actually really nice and clean. The tannin is so <laughs> <coughs> Pardon me, the tannin is so soft and, and, and integrated. Like This is drinking really great right now. I'm sure you could age this. This one for sure. But I don't know if it's necessary. Like This is approachable right from the onset.
1: But you know, there's that spiced finish in here yes. that I think you give it another one or two years and it'll just kind of smooth right out. And those those, those really silky tannins just kind of interplay with that spice. But again, two to three years, I think you're looking
0: at a wine you could just, as you called it, what is it, sessionable? Oh my goodness. You never heard that, Michael?
1: I don't know why I have
0: not. But I'm. You got to look that up. It's what the beer snobs are 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 using to try to dress up the term that they're getting getting hammered off of their beers. And there's there's a (laughs) little
1: bit of a coffee finish too, which is really really nice. Uh, I'm I'm really digging on that cab. Well, how much does this one cost?
2: So this is nowhere in candy yet. It is. (laughs)
3: That's
0: the winery. As always, Uh, it's it's on
2: its way. Um, uh, The LCBO has placed an order for this. This will be on shelves. In about three months' time, at a retail of fifty nine ninety five, oh, I see that. Hmm. Which we think is still excellent value. Uh, you look at you know, the um, the caliber of this wine. You look at some other regions in California that have might might have a more well known name than Paso Robles. We think this is pretty darn good value.
0: That's pretty good. Fifty nine ninety five. You could probably pry that money out of my hands. I mean, it's oh, a problem. What is mean, a, <laughs> a problem with California? I mean, if we're talking about prices in general, is that to get into some of the more well-known brands, it can get a little expensive. And if you're new to Californian wines, it can be intimidating to know where to start. If you're looking for somewhere to start to get something where maybe you don't have the patience to start a cellar, if you're just getting into wine, this seems like a very good place to start. So if you want to take this home and crack it open to see what a $60 bottle of wine tastes like, by all means, this is a great place to start.
2: I would agree with that. I would agree. I think we have consensus (laughs) here. Yeah. I could drink that. <laughs> uh, what's
1: the alcohol on that, though, Andre? Is Fifteen. You, Fifteen. So, yeah, it's so got the big alcohol in it. But I think it's I expect balanced. that. It's completely yeah. balanced. completely balanced. Paso Robles, I, ex- I expect it. But I would have I given
2: it 13.5. There's no way I would have gone 15 on that. So, it's well, well hidden. It, it doesn't have heat like you might expect if you just saw those two digits, one five.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Cameron, thank you so much for sharing these wines with us. And uh, looking forward to seeing this uh, Austin Hope capsule at the LCBO in a few months.
2: Very good. Thanks, gents. Appreciate Cheers. you having me. Thank you. Cheers. I need more. I finished mine. <laughs>
0: you know, I find the, um, the Paso Robles wine really interesting. And, and Paso Robles isn't really on my list of places to go in California yet. But it's definitely working its way up there. Because I mean, one of the big problems with Napa and Sonoma wines is they can get really pricey. And there are some really, really good deals down in Paso Robles.
1: I love Paso Robles. I'd go to Paso Robles uh, in uh, in a heartbeat. So, uh, hello, California. I'd go to Paso Robles or Robles.
0: So our next interview, I finally managed to get that kind of textbook, buttery, big California Chardonnay into my mouth, and I was so happy about it. Like, I think you were, you can even hear in the interview, you're, you're kind of busting my balls about it a little bit. But uh, we sat down with you, Carrie and Peter from Wagner, who uh, they own Merseille and they also own uh, Camus.
1: Yeah. And you were just busting a nut on this one. The moment you saw that Merseille hit the table, you were like, hey, is that Chardonnay? And they went, yes. It's from California. I thought you yeah. were going to tell me that I was starting it, but obviously you're <laughs> jumping right in. You know because what? why? Because there's a Chardonnay on the table, and suddenly and in my glass. you're going to orgasm all over a Chardonnay. So is this microphone on? Yes, This is. is now on. <laughs> he loves Chardonnay, I mean, and he can't a, get what, enough of Chardonnay. What, 30
0: bucks? It's around $30 bucks right
1: now. $34.95. Right?
0: 34.95. Yeah. I mean, like, that's, Vintage essential. It's a little bit expensive, yeah. but if you're looking for California Chardonnay that has some really nice balance to it, this is uh, a great
3: starting point. Well, you, you kind of raised something important to know about all of our brands across. This is Peter speaking, by the way. Well, hold
0: on a second. Before yes. I, uh, th- yeah. That's, okay. that's the, really whole, that's the, the whole
3: point of the whole thing. We've introduced <laughs> yeah. them.
1: That's why I wasn't so, sure it was on. So I'm looking at Peter... Lindenlob. Uh, it's uh, a lot long... Call it what you will. You can be whoever you want tonight. <laughs> mine, mine is much simpler. Carrie Mae, not from the movie, by the way. <laughs> so both from the Wagner family of wines. You may know them better for Canis, but Thank they you. do have other stuff in front of us. That's right. So Peter's about to answer the Chardonnay question. Yeah, that's we, going we, to make Andre very excited. Well,
3: one of the interesting things to know from a commercial point of view for Canadians buying our wines here is that they're similarly priced in the United States when you add exchange. So, yep. for example, you just said that the Marislas is thirty-four ninety-five. Well, in the United States it sells for about twenty-eight bucks USD. So you add on the exchange, and you're pretty well apples to apples, Actually, yeah, or I think, grapes to grapes. I, think we're, I guess we're would getting be a more appropriate. Yeah, it is. And, you know, you had mentioned a little bit about the Mer One thing we're really proud about is, you know, this is family-owned vineyards, uh, 600 acres we own down in Monterey in the Santa Lucia Highlands. We've owned since the mid-'80s, early-'90s. And the key thing about this wine is it's not going to whack you over the head with a two-by-four of oak. Uh, It's not a ton of malolactic, and for people that don't know what that term means, it's the wine geek term for the butterscotch, the butteriness. And, and that's so really
0: amplified when you're talking about California and Mallow, that butterscotch is really amplified with with what goes on down there. Exactly. Well, well when I was in Monterey,
1: uh, they were yeah. talking about the Santa Lucia Highlands and, and the Chardonnays. They were right. pretty pretty interesting stuff. So this is uh yeah, it's not it's not Shadow Two by Four. It's not my Chardonnay again. Right. But I mean it's I'm I'm the anti Chardonnay guy. See for me wow. for me when
0: when you talk to me about the reasons why you don't like Chardonnay when we've done our podcast in the past, I do think a lot about what people think about California Chardonnay. And you can find that like uh, shoot, what's the one with the bear screaming fire on it that Oh toasted get? head like, toasted head. I mean that's still really big, bold, kinda over the top Chardonnay. When you when you taste something like this the Mercelé it has a lot of restraint it has the acidity. So if you're dealing with someone who is really turned off a of Chardonnay, especially Californian Chardonnay, this is a gateway back into it. Would you
1: like a straw with that? Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. well, oh, the, the should
1: the I take that picture? I think I should take that picture. Do that again. Andre's <laughs> holding the bottle up to his face like it's a baby. And uh, I think all uh, oh, that should oh,
2: scare. Oh, don't cover the label there. Yeah, yeah. There we go.
1: <laughs> He's killing everybody. Oh, that's going to make something. I'm not sure what. But, and and uh, the
3: key thing for me for this wine is like, it, for me, wine's about food, wine, relaxing. Yes. And so the perfect spot for this is when you do that roasted chicken, crab chicken. cakes,
0: chicken. lobster,
3: <laughs> hollandaise, defibrillator. One di- you know, <laughs> Well, one of
1: these days you're going to do your famous fried chicken in a Chardonnay. I've never cooked that for you, have I? Never that,
3: done the famous... That would be so killer to have with that wine.
0: I know, it's just that, that texture and acid. So and we're going to have to one, invite Peter and carry over, and yeah. that's what they're going to have to do. We move on to some reds now. Sorry. One last
3: thing about the Merseillet is you can age it. Yes. Up to five to seven years. Well, why would you? Well,
0: because,
3: it's <laughs> because you can. I was looking at my wine collection the oh, other day, and I drink... Oh, it dump? Dump it. I
0: drink so much Chardonnay... And I think I have maybe five bottles in a cellar, of 300 bottles right now. Wow, God bless really? you. It just doesn't stay in my <laughs> cellar.
1: Well, I have Chardonnay. I found a, I found some 2011s that were they were kicking around. We yeah. Found a batch elder two thousand and eleven, which nice. actually supposedly somebody said tasted really good.
3: So pouring the MLO, I uh, did a video Merlot. on this one, not not this
1: vintage, but uh, I really loved this Merlot. I haven't tried yeah. this 14. vintage. This is the fourteen. Here you no, you did a video of the twenty fourteen, I believe. Okay. this is the twenty fifteen. Okay, that's releasing May 26th. Okay, uh, the LCBO sixty nine ninety five. And the, the reason this I I, re- I remember liking it because it was just quintessentially Merlot
3: me from is california this yeah yeah it's single vineyard oak knoll fruit the emelo's immigrated from sicily in the 1920s just to give you a little history cheryl emelo was chuck the owner of Camus's first wife they had three kids together charlie who makes marisolet and conundrum joe who makes bell gloss pinot noirs mm-hmm. and this is their daughter jenny and so cheryl emelo is the last of the Emelos. she's an only daughter and they wanted the name to live on in the Napa Valley, so Jenny makes the wine on behalf of her mother from the family vineyard. So it's a great story. And the thing I always laugh about with this wine is I honestly say it could beat the you-know-what. It could beat you-know-what, like uh, like out of Cabernet, like toronto's going to do against the bruins tonight yeah he's just saying that because he's here like for
1: god's sake he's american he's probably going for the bruins or the
3: raptors will do against washington Oh goodness gracious and like the blue jays Jays will do all season long so this is like a, a big big merlot that really speaks to that cabernet lover yeah but it still has all the hallmarks that you want out of the big fruit the tannin uh, the acidity is great and oh. it just it over delivers for, for what I believe you get in the how bottle how this? 69 dollars
1: okay. and you know the, the most fun thing about this wine is to get it into people's mouths because again Merlot still gets a bad rap
0: yes um, but you like it's Chardonnay stupid, but stupid movie. when 15 you 15 years ago I know I think it's even longer than
1: that. Exactly. Yeah. but when you ask people to try it and at first they give you that, you know, no, I don't drink Merlot face. Mm-mm. And then you, you tell them about the wine, you put the juice in the glass, they drink it, the look of astonishment and the like, oh my God, I love this wine is the most fun thing about well, this Well, it's product.
0: why I asked you if this was pure Merlot because, yeah. um, the amount of, clearly the amount of heat that this fruit has soaked up <laughs> yeah. has really got it pushing into like black licorice, yeah. cocoa, yeah. cassis, currant, yeah. and it's really soft and, um. Like silky tannin on on the finish. Like this is, I think like exactly like you've said. This is, this is really easy to drink. It's definitely got room to age for quite some and time. The total ageability. And it's
1: Bryce's right time. What so what's the alcohol on that one?
2: I think it's fifteen.
0: Oh, you're just. I was gonna
1: say fifteen flat. Fifteen four. Fifteen four. Okay. So.
3: But I don't call it alcoholic. But I mean, it doesn't have the alcohol
1: heat from it. No. I think the uh, the fourteen was a little bit on the smoother side, mm-hmm. but still had some of that really nice mm-hmm. uh, some structure. This one is even more elegant. But give it a couple years, and I think this wine's even better. Yeah, like I think this is, this is it's got it great has total tannins. ageability.
3: Yeah, alongside the Chardonnay. Now you got two things.
0: It's just very
1: Camus <laughs> style. Who are you kidding? Style. It's very Camus style winemaking. I'm not well, gonna nice. age either one of those if I yeah, get that. it's the, not gonna. Uh, that one, that one's great. Uh, like I really love that Really structure. Yeah, uh, it's not, it's not your typical sweet, juicy Merlot from uh, California, which I think. Uh, but it still has
0: those California characteristics, correct. that like blackcurrant jam. But yep. like it's not cloying yep. jammy. It's just like okay, this fruit has soaked up a lot of really, really hot sun and. We're going to make sure you taste it. Well, and,
3: I mean, yeah. I always love to talk about food and wine pairings because that's kind of where everybody's head's at. And for me, like this, a, a ribeye, wedge salad, Roquefort dressing, baked potato, you know, sour cream, Bruce Springsteen, and just leave me alone. <laughs> Look Bruce at you, Bruce Springsteen. Bruce leave me alone. Is that and with I the just defibrillator and the Bruce Springsteen? Is that? That's it? only if we had crab and hollandaise. <laughs> like, holy, that was yeah. hilarious.
1: Somewhere in his description, always something weird comes up: <laughs> Defibrillator, Bruce <laughs> Springsteen. I can't wait to we try the cab here. Okay.
3: Well, this is our hallmark. Uh, you know, we've been making cabs since 1972 in Napa Valley. Um, you know, an important thing for people to know, again, is it's all family-owned. Uh, so this isn't a conglomerate. This is just us doing our things. And, you know, this is quintessential Napa Valley cab. Big fruit. Um, a couple other things we aim for are uh, we want to have lower acid we want to have the tannins are integrated not that they're not really prevalent but they have to be integrated and we want to make it so it's pop the cork and drink it now yep. but if you want to age it you know for sure we're really kind of happy with about five to ten years after vintage release is when it comes
0: together. It still has the it still has acid to, to oh, balance totally. it, but I love the fact that this is sort of unapologetically California. Mm-hmm.
1: So you were asking about the, because uh, we tried it over yeah, the there, there, there,
0: some... there is a little bit of, of, of sweetness to this, and I know that the tech sheet says that there's a little bit more sugar in this. Is there a reason yep. why you leave a little bit more residual sugar in I think it's, what, nine. Grams per liter?
3: Yeah, uh, you know, I can't stay off the top of my head, but I would there's say that There's, it's there's a nod over here from roughly. Gary. so yeah. yeah. You know, I think one of the things that the Wagners have always done is one of the big things is we let our fruit hang, and so out of that we're always going to have a little bit higher sugar and a little bit higher alcohol. And that's just a hallmark of the wine that we've been doing since, you know, for really this, this style for the last 15 years, I would say. See, I
0: think that little bit of residual sugar in this glass – like I can't tell you what the alcohol is. I would, I would guess probably 14.8. 14. 14, okay, so that's it's no. a full percent and a half higher. Yep. So, I mean, it's interesting because those fruit is amplified, this coconut that's amplified, but it does help cut through maybe a little bit of that warm alcohol that some people may not really enjoy when they're drinking some wines that are like that. Right, it's it's good. But it does and have a, it it's does have
1: a sweetness component to it, and I think. That is something that, that people assume is going to be in California Cabernet, especially from Napa, that little bit of sweet fruit that kind of it kind of sucks you in. It yeah, really does. It does. Not the apothic red
3: kind of sweetness. No, 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 no. Because no, there's
1: a no, little no. more balance
3: to this wine, yeah. but,
1: I mean, that sweet fruit that, that, that everybody is expecting from.
3: And from front of palate you get that fruit, but then across the mid palate you get the weightiness of the wine, you get the acidity, and you get the tannin. So, you know, it's a... It's a velvet glove, right? That's yeah. the, the idea behind it. So, so yeah, it's a lovely wine.
0: Thank you. It is. Thank you. Thank you so much for bringing such great wines. Um, Very I'll make sure it. that Michael gets a chance to taste some more of that Chardonnay and we'll make him come around.
3: Oh, I, I would hope so. He really needs some. It's never going to happen. Chardonnay never going to happen. Time. He
0: needs some Chardonnay
1: time. <laughs> Thank you so Thanks, much. Thanks, Peter. Thanks, Gary. Appreciate Thank you. it. Andre, I, I hope, or I, or I know, that uh, you needed a, a few moments after that interview. <laughs> just to, you know,
0: well, actually get, my favorite, get my more
1: fav- composure.
0: My favorite of the wines that we tasted was still that Merlot. And it's just, you know, I, I think there's still a bit of a, a, a blowback from Sideways that came out about Merlot and people not really liking Merlot. And it's just like, I, I just want to see that go away. This the, the, the Merlot that we had on the table was outstanding. Merlot from from the Okanagan is outstanding. I think it's time for all of us to enjoy a little bit more Merlot and I have no
1: problem with Merlot. Me Merlot. I think it's uh when made well it's a it's a great wine and it can stand the test of of time, maybe not as long as Cabernet Sauvignon, obviously, but it can stand the test of time and um, Just a shout out to the Merlots that we make in Ontario, uh, I never find that our Merlots are ready right off the hop i think they take three or four years and then suddenly you know it's that ugly duckling thing uh, our Mer- merlots just open right up and you know on year four five six and seven they're just wonderful
0: you know i'm glad that we got our, our local our can con into this podcast because i know it's been really california heavy and we're gonna have another one after this but don't worry ontario we still love you
1: was that the music, the producer, or the lyrics?
0: <laughs> that's a little radio joke for the people who don't get it. Anyways, uh, our next interview was the one I was really excited about, and I'm actually going to be stopping by this winery, or I will have stopped by the winery at this point, and we're talking about Ridge Litton Springs. And
1: and you were, you were so excited that your pants can't hide it.
0: That's right. Yeah, thanks, Michael. Way, 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 to, way to go to the lowest common denominator there. But... Um, I mean, honestly, one of my favorite things about this winery that I think is, is so important is they give their um, their field blends, the Zinfandel wines at their core, the same sort of respect and treatment that they give their Montebello Cabernet Sauvignon, which is obviously the, the flagship. But, I mean, this is one of those wineries where you walk in the door and the portfolio is so well put together from the um, the Three Valleys, cheap and cheerful zin blend right up to the the montebello and if there's any place that you need to spend money in california it's ridge there Oh, you done i am so here's dan all right i, I want like to kick this one no off. i want to kick this no off. Kick this no, off. no i've got it.
1: all right you can kick it off but i've, I've got I, I, I am
0: unashamed to admit that this is the interview i was looking forward to most today
1: <laughs> i will tell you something we are here with dan Buckler? Buckler? Yes, I'm reading yes. his badge just so I get it right from uh, Ridge Vineyards. And Andre heard you were coming, and so did he. That's all I can say. <laughs> <That's> uh, <assic. laughs> He's that's such an Yes, yeah, What is that, too much information thing? Uh, whatever. So, People are used to you. <laughs> so uh, go ahead, Andre. You wanted to do this. Well,
0: I guess, we'll do, I guess the, the quick backstory, and this is once again the, the shameless plug. Before we started doing the podcast, I went to California in 2014 uh, being still relatively new to wine writing and uh, had my my girlfriend, now fiancé, Anya with me and my friend Steve was with me. Who knows nothing about wine but has a great palate. Check out the Blind Gamer podcast that we recorded earlier this year on this podcast about Steve's taste in wine. And the way we were received at Ridge uh, was just so welcome with open arms. And I think the largest crime against your winery happening in this province is how expensive the wines become when they cross the border because when I went to your winery I had limited money in my pocket and ended up leaving with a half dozen bottles of wine because I could afford them at the winery so if you like the label you like the wine you've heard anything about it go to the winery and visit them and we're going to give you a taste of what you should be tasting but these ones will be coming to the LCBO or are in the LCBO so make sure you get a chance to taste them so
4: Thanks. Thanks for the plug on that. Our um, our tasting room staff is world-class, and their, their knowledge is very, very high, so you can uh, always count on having a good experience there. Absolutely. Both the wineries, both Litton Springs and Mozzabella taste I should say, it was at the Springs yep. in, in Sonoma, and just a
0: beautiful facility with the hay bale-stacked winery, which yeah, is something fantastic. worth checking out. Great.
4: So what have we got in our glass? So uh, the first wine uh, we're tasting is the 2015 Lytton Springs. So this is from our... Uh, Old Vine Vineyard in Dry Creek, where we built the the second winery. The first winery being at the Montevello site. This is 74% Zinfandel, sixteen sixteen percent Petite Sirah, eight percent Carignan, and two percent Mataro. And this is largely a field blend vineyard, so there are more than twenty different grapes in the in the uh, patches of the vineyard that are picked at average ripeness and co fermented.
1: And people don't know what Mataro is. It's muvedro.
4: Yeah, or Monastrell if you're in Spain. Or, or, it's, uh, or
1: it's got a whole bunch of names. It's one of those. Grapes that uh, just had to wears... go
0: geeky
4: here. You have yeah. to every so yeah, often a...
1: because people go Mataro, what the hell is that? That's a new well, grape variety. People, but I mean,
4: people know that Zinfandel is also primitivo, so, it's, right. it's, yeah. so you know, might as well let them thing. know that Holy everything crap. wears a
1: different coat. Heads we're, exploding exploding we're going full snob here. Well, <laughs> you know, what you didn't do, you, autom- you automatically jumped into the glass. You didn't ask Dan any questions about Ridge. Tell us the story of Ridge. <laughs> you were so you were so wanting to get into that yeah, glass bad. that
0: you just Yeah, I suck.
4: Well so the the in the in it the elevator pitch for the elevator history of Ridge is that we were founded by uh, uh, Stanford research scientists. They purchased the Montebello property as sort of a weekend getaway for their families and there happened to be uh, grapevines planted on the property. And they bought the property in 1959 and they as scientists do were curious and they began to make some wine from these Cabernet vines and over the next couple of years uh, made some small amounts of wine, turned them into sort of state fairs and local contests and the wine was really good. So they bonded the winery in 1962 under the name Ridge. And uh, we've been making wine under that label ever since. Why did they call it Ridge? Because at Montebello, we're actually on a ridge. We're on the ridge line across kind of uh, separating the east to west side of the Santa Cruz Mountains range. It's not the coast range, so it's one more range inland from the, the Pacific. So we're about 25 kilometers from the Pacific and about 12 kilometers from South San Francisco Bay.
1: Which is, a, which is a great name. Let's be honest. It's very simple. It's easy. People go, hey, have yeah. you been to Ridge? But when I'm looking for it in like Cellar Tracker or something, there's so <laughs> many blank ridges that they just pop Wait. right up and look
4: oh, down. Technically, the name of the winery is Ridge Vineyards. Oh, okay. So you can search Ridge Vineyards and that's and it'll the way pop it pop right up a little better. Okay. That uh, being
0: said, though, not looking in Cellar Tracker... I love these labels. I know we've talked a bit about a couple of labels that have hit the table, but the timelessness of these labels is one of my favorite things. It's just beautiful, simple, elegant.
4: The, the label basically hasn't changed since 1962. It's the same Optima font. <laughs> um, that's and that's my favorite thing is, is whoever handles
0: your Twitter account completely missed a, a joke a little while ago when I, I said that these labels have virtually not changed. I said no, the labels have changed. It's like it's, like, it's not like you guys have switched to Comic Sans for like those few dark years <laughs> in the '90s. That Optima font yeah. is like it's. It's exactly what I think about. When I I would
4: think say about. that we've we've evolved a bit, but it's you know they're you know it's like saying you know we're the same as our cavemen cousins. We're still Homo sapiens. <laughs> <But> this <laughs> is still a rich label. It hasn't changed that much. So Michael,
0: you're you're a Zin fiend. Yes, I. Tell agree. me what you think of this wine. Well, I,
4: I'm
1: gonna pour more because I really I just I sucked back the first one. Would you like a little more? No, I'm good. I want to I, wait I, for the next. I, so I wanted to uh, uh, get. Be, I did see how much you're sure your notes are consistent exactly. Yeah, so that's <laughs> I, I do love this because I, I mentioned to you, I have a Lytton Springs in the cellar in 07ers, yep. and uh, so I, I've been sitting on it for I don't know how obviously since 09 thereabouts uh, when I when I would have bought it. Uh, and I bought it in Florida of all places, uh, at a little wine shop that was selling it for I think 18 dollars they had a bridge yeah. sale or something, and I bought it for 18 bucks, and uh. That was the reason I went to that wine store because I was visiting my in-laws there, and and somebody said, "Hey, have you checked out this wine?" I can't remember what the name of the place. is. Sure. And they and they said and it said uh, I said, "Sure, I'll take a look." And I looked at yeah. it and they said, "We are now selling Lytton Springs for the next month for eighteen bucks." And I went, "We're going there
0: <laughs> just to get it." So this is going to cost about fifty-five, sixty bucks.
4: I think it's around sixty. 60- 63, 64. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't have the exact. No, price. no, no, that's, that's fine. I, I mean, here's yeah. the
0: thing is even at 64 bucks, this is definitely worth the money. Great
1: spice plum, yeah. some mocha notes to it. There's some anise in there as well. It's just, it's one of those wines that I, I you just opened this.
4: Uh, just minutes ago, yes. Yeah. So it, it hasn't been sitting is open. It's
0: crazy soft, especially for zin. Like, it is, it is silky smooth, right to go. And I, I mean, it's not really fair to say that this is zin, because it's only 74 zin, and, um, I mean, if there's one thing to say about the Ridge uh, field blends is that uh, your winemaking team—they're the masters of assemblage. Like they work really well with the other, uh, I guess, sort of Californian, Italian varietals that are sneaking their way into the bottle. That's right.
4: What helps that the vineyards are mostly planted to field blends, so they're uh, picked—they're already planted with these varietals in a mixture, so they're picked and then co-fermented. Yeah. So you get this this extra level of sort of. Alchemy that goes on when you have these different grapes fermenting together versus blending them separately. Yeah. So the winemakers are obviously uh, fantastic, but it helps that they're planting the vineyard the right thing in the, the first place. Th- these are also
1: wines that I, you know, this is this is a night's worth. If you know what I mean, you sit there and you ah. you you pour yourself a glass and you spend an hour on the first glass. You spend an hour on the second glass, and if you can get to the third hour with still some wine in the bottle, you you you'll taste it in the third and and will it'll evolve to such a degree that you'll be this is not the, this is not the wine that I started with three hours ago
4: that's and, right and it definitely evolves and if you're patient, it will reward you to uh, keeping it in your cellar for as
1: you told me I, I said I had an O seven and an 09, one uh, Litton springs, one uh, Montebello, and you said just hold hold, drink one, which is the Lytton springs yep, and uh, hold the montebello so yeah, it's oh. not that
4: you can't keep the 07 Linden Springs, but for my personal, I've tasted it recently, and it's fantastic right now, and there's no no use waiting. So, Drink Andre,
1: it. it's time for you to come over to the house, and uh, maybe we'll... Or you maybe
4: know. I bring you to my house, and it might be time
0: to bust out the smoker for the brisket. Oh, some now Oh, gosh. <laughs>
1: now, we're, now we're just talking
0: dirty to yeah, each yeah, other. Yeah, that's, that's, it, it. that's <laughs> it. I can do some ribs. You can do some brisket. So, tell us about what you just poured for us right now.
4: So, the next wine is the 2016 Geyserville. This wine was just released... Uh, in, in contrast to Linden Springs, the, the blend is 73% Zinfandel, 17% Carignan, 7% Petite Syrah, and 3% Alcante Boucher.
1: He knows that by memory. I want everybody to know that.
4: So uh, <laughs> the, uh, there's more Carignan at Geyserville and more Petit Syrah at Linden Springs. So uh, the, the, you get a, a little bit different flavor profile on this wine with mm-hmm. the Carignan. It drives up the kind of floral element, a lot of purple flowers, let's just say if if Lytton
0: Springs was elegant this is like the bratty younger sibling it's like it's in your face the tannin's a little bit more grippy like I've got this like this grape jelly note like it's really cooked kind of fruit but it's still kept in restraint with nice acid to it like it's 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 just got a lot going on. It's a really
1: well. I find really interesting is they have some Alicante Boucher which is a, a Portuguese grape. But that's
4: well, it's it, 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 an, originally originally, odd, originally odd from Spain. Great. It's um mm-hmm. it was it was crossed in Spain in the, like the 1840s, and it's a grape that was crossed between if we're going to get really geeky, uh, uh, Petit Boucher and uh, Grenache. So um, that's kind of where the where the, the cross came from. So originally crossed in France, but popularly planted in Portugal. Mm-hmm. Portugal, as you point out. And uh, this is the 51st vintage of Geyserville. We've made this year every single year since 1966. And Lyddon Springs we've also made since 72. So we've got uh, a nice long history with these vineyards, too. Oh, it's good. And they're only I'm about little... two kilometers apart. They're, Geyserville's on the western edge of Alexander Valley. Lyddon Springs is on the eastern edge of Drag Creek Valley. Another wine, another wine that I could sit through the evening.
0: You know, it's, it's, I'm really glad that you brought the, the field blends because, I mean, we could have sit here and just... Gone on and on about the Montebello or the Cab. but really, this is a if you want to spend sixty bucks on a bottle of really great Californian wine, the uh, Ridge Vineyards uh, field blends are a great way to spend the money. A yeah, great way to spend know, the evening.
4: Sometimes it's nice to be able to to know that you can get the very you know among the best in the in the category. You know, it, it may cost you hundreds of dollars to get the best Cabernet. It may yeah. cost you hundreds to get the best Chardonnay, but you can get the best Zinfandel or field blends Zinfandels like we have. For under seventy bucks, that's a great value. That's a good way. To, it, right? That's a good way to end this. In
1: fourteen point five percent alcohol. Oh,
0: restraint, yeah.
4: restraint from restraints. California, and it's honest. We're not cheating on that. That's, that's the real. That's the real measure. It's a great thing it. when you have scientists who find a wire, Found a winery. <laughs> yeah, they don't want to. They don't want lie to you. Dan, thank you
0: so much for giving us the time. Yeah, thank you guys. Thank thanks, Andre.
4: Thanks, Michael. Appreciate. it. Appreciate. Thanks for your
0: time. I'm sorry. I just, I couldn't contain my excitement. Yourself, your excitement,
1: anything else. Uh, my goodness, the man had to wipe spittle off his lapel. You were so excited. But and he how, didn't even have a lapel.
0: How great, how great were those, uh, were those Zin blends though?
1: Yeah, they and they so do, different. they do impress me with those. Again, you know my love for Zinfandel, but uh, Ridge seems to just do those funny little, little, little blends, those field blends Mm -hmm. that I'm, you know, when I was in Portugal, I loved those, those field blends. And yet again, you know, any kind of field blend where you, where you, you know, just grab everything that's out of, uh, out uh, of the vineyard and put it in the bottle and let's see what happens is so cool. Yep. Well, and it's, it's like they were, they were almost planted to be done together. Well, Which that, I think
0: at that, some that point they, they probably would. <laughs> I mean, the, I mean the, the first time I went to Ridge, the, the whole philosophy I was told was that having the um, the other varieties planted in the vineyards were to help compensate depending on vintage conditions. It's about creating a consistent product, right?
1: Well, it's what they've been doing in Bordeaux for years.
0: Yeah, exactly. Anyways. So,
1: yeah. Is that how we're going to end that?
0: If you would like to leave a review, please do so. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. And uh, angry phone calls to Michael Pincus, of course.
1: I I just, I'm, I'm looking for the day that you will take the angry phone calls.
0: I'll take an angry phone call, but I'm just too nice.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He is Andre Prue of AndreWineReview.ca.
0: That's Michael Pincus from MichaelPincusWineReview.com.
1: And as always, good night, Andre. Welcome back, and good night. Thanks for listening.
2: Please subscribe to Two Guys Talking Wine on iTunes.